0: Good morning and welcome to the Cares to Succeed podcast. The Cares to Succeed podcast is about delivering information that support the development of B2B companies. We try to offer solutions for your consideration based on decades of business ownership experience. Sponsored by Shore LLC a full-service consulting firm that specializes in deploying first-hand knowledge gained from decades of experience, mixed with the resources of time-tested and proven associates to advise and guide you towards a path of successful growth. In other words, we have been there and done that. Today's topic is customer service. Customer service is the provision of customer, of service to customers before, during, and after a purchase. The perception of success of such interactions is dependent on employees who can adjust themselves to the personality of the guests. That's Wikipedia. Based on this Wikipedia definition, customer service is about how you treat your customers throughout their interaction with your company, product or service. Now, I am always impressed with companies that seem to get this simple concept and practice it consistently. Of course, These days, one of the prime examples of a company that gets it right is Chick-fil-A. This fast food restaurant has somehow been able to establish a clear expectation of customer service and consistently have the buy-in of every team member. It is rare to find a bad interaction experience when visiting this establishment. In fact, the experience is so nice that the customers don't mind waiting in the usually long lines um, but they move quickly. In many businesses, there seem to be a conflict between operations and customer service. I try to separate the two by defining the operations as representing the needs of the company versus customer service representing the needs of the customer. This is often confused, especially, it seems, when the operations manager also oversees customer service. The operations manager's role is to protect the company with policies that mitigate risk. So they are always in protect mode and quick to explain uh, company policy to the customer. Here's an example of the conflict. So the company has a policy that all items returned must be returned in its original packaging. Now, this seems to be a reasonable request and given the benefit of the doubt to the company, I'm sure that this type of policy exists for legitimate reasons. The company would like the option to resell the return item, or the company can only restock the item based on rules from its manufacturer that it meets certain criteria, etc. Maybe it may be charged restocking fees or other uh, transactional costs that may be realized when an item is returned. So they put in place rules around the return and train their sales agent on these rules. Most of the time, these operating procedures work well. However, occasionally you get a customer who insists on being able to return an item that does not meet your policy requirements. So your sales agent tries to explain the company policy to the customer and notices that the customer is getting agitated with the interaction. In response to the policy explanation that the item must be returned in its original packaging, the customer tries to explain that they were so excited to open the box and try on the product that they did not stop to think about what if they needed to return this item That they wanted so badly. Excited, they just rip open the package and proceed to try on the outfit. However, as they were trying to get into the outfit, they noticed that the sleeves were just too tight and they thought they may damage the sleeves if they continue to put on the outfit. Realizing that it just won't work, they opted to go back to the store to return the item. Now, obviously, there are several ways this could be viewed and responded to and we understand the policy is described by the sales agent and so not accepting the item is one option. When I think about customer service, I like to consider all aspects of of the customer experience with the company. And think about the business impact of this single transaction. Now, how does this transaction impact my overall business um, cost impact, image impact, employee morale, company reputation, etc. There's a saying that I remember hearing from my early business years that goes something like, a happy customer tells one person about the experience, but a disgruntled customer tells 10. Customer service can have a greater negative impact on potential business than a single item is worth. As a business owner, if you have items that are constantly returned, you may need to consider if that is an item that you should carry. Perhaps a conversation with your suppliers needed to find a solution that fits the market need better. I think about the customers who may either witness their interaction or hear about it, especially these days when negative interactions go viral so quickly. Is there a way to turn this potentially negative customer experience into a positive viral image for the company. The "Cares to Succeed podcast is sponsored by Show LLC, offering business development, customer acquisition, certification applications, proposal writing, and business guidance services. So what does good customer service look like? And how can it become a part of the company culture? Is there a way to get the spirit of good customer service buy-in to all of the team members from the delivery driver to the front desk? I am always astonished at how every day the doors are unlocked and the open for business side is turned on. But when you walk in, the sales agent act like you are intruding on their time. Now the business owner or manager may be enthusiastic about the open sign being turned on and have incentive incentive to be excited. How does that excitement get transferred to every team member? Perhaps one solution to gaining team member buy-in to great customer service is to help them understand the value of their role in the growth or survival of the business. Help them, in other words, take ownership by explaining to them how their position impacts the company. Keep in mind that the employee is working because they want or need the same thing that you, the owner or manager, want or need. So don't just put them in a role and train them on how to do the job. They should also know how their specific job or position impacts the company. Don't just give them policies, teach them how to present the policy when needed to the customer. Many leaders may be afraid that if the team member really understood their value to the company, they will ask for more. And perhaps that is correct, but a chance worth taking if their positive interaction with your customers can result in exponential business growth. Just think about the impact of that viral video that shows an irate customer being calmed by a patient and professional sales agent who has been empowered to handle the issue with flexibility resulting in a grateful and maybe even apologetic customer. Can people feel as good about the experience as they do about the product or service? I have a pharmacy that I go to for any medical prescriptions. I've been going to this pharmacy for decades now. When I first started going, there was a young pharmacy clerk that would sit, that would, that would wait on me, and he would always greet me by name. Good morning, Mr. Harris. How are you doing? How can I help you today? Consistently, every time I visited, which at that time was about once per month. Now, this is not a small-town pharmacy. In fact, it is one of the major grocery store chains with the pharmacy, so I was always impressed that this young clerk, who must have dealt with hundreds of customers daily, would remember my name when I visited once per month. Now this young man eventually got promoted and recruited to join another department in the store but I continued to visit the pharmacy for my prescription needs but soon noticed a drastic difference in the customer service experience. The new clerks made no attempt to remember my my name let alone offer a pleasant greeting upon my arrival. In fact over time, the service got really bad with uh, discrepancies in my prescriptions almost on a regular basis. I would go back and forth with the clerk who would tell me to call my doctor's office because they did not call in the refill. And I would call the doctor's office and who would, who would say it must be the pharmacy because they did what they were supposed to do. Back and forth. And then the clerk, would lecture me with remarks like, you need to double check when your doctor tells you that they put your prescription in. And I would respond with, why do I have to work so hard to get a prescription that the doctor insisted I take and that I'm spending money to buy from you? So you may wonder why I continue to go to this pharmacy. So I was out of town one night, years uh, uh, later, and heard somebody call out my name, Mr. Harris. I turned and looked for a minute and noticed that it was the pharmacy clerk that used to greet me on my monthly visits. This is nearly 10 years later from the last time I saw him at the pharmacy, and he, was, and he still remembered my name. It was because of him that I still go to the pharmacy in spite of the current challenges. It was his customer service that kept me there. Now keep in mind that even though I did not want to put in the effort personally to change pharmacies, you can't believe that whenever asked about a pharmacy, I strongly discouraged them from going to that one. Now, I did not ask them to remember my name, and don't find that to be necessary um, or ha- in, in how to have good, uh, good buying experience. However, I do believe that the small detail of, re- of a regular customer's name remembering that helped to set a tone of customer service. And anything along those lines would probably, probably work. A pleasant greeting. A thank you for your business. Even just a smile may set a tone that you are happy to have someone enter your establishment. And again, customer service must not be confused with company operations. There is little value in trying to explain the company policy to a customer thinking creatively on how you can assist them or enhance their experience is the way to go. So what does good customer service look like? I would say that good customer service looks like a business culture that does everything on purpose that helps the customer to have a great experience when they interact with the business or its product. Sometimes it's as simple as the way you greet or how fast you return their call. And do you consider how your low cost package, which is good for your bottom line, make damage to customers' clothes or furniture if they sit down? Are the restrooms clean? I can't tell you how many places my wife takes off the visit list because the restroom was dirty. She only gives them one chance. Good customer service may look like a business that makes the payment transaction convenient for the customer even though their accounting department may have to work a little harder to reconcile the books. Don't fall into the trap of the age-old argument around the statement that, quote, the customer is always right, unquote. The trap being that you want to make a point that the customer sometimes is wrong. Don't win the battle and lose the war. You exist because the customers, of the customers' patronage to your business Strive to build a company culture around professionalism and politeness with the flexibility to honestly seek to provide the best customer service possible every time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Courage to Succeed podcast. For more information on how to set your business Up To offer a great customer service experience with every interaction, feel free to reach out to Shore LLC at HarrisFML at Outlook.com. The Courage to Succeed podcast is sponsored by Shore LLC. I'm your host, Dennis Harris.